Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. State Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, July 14th, and we're going to have a high of 28 degrees. Feels like 31 in the Edmonton region today. Okay, now everybody with me. Ready? Big sip of coffee. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) I got my first one. I think everybody should join in. Okay. Right. Don't, don't, Don't sit there and act like that's not the best part of everyone's day. That was weak. I just think that most people do it a lot more quietly. That was weak. Is that, who, how, you, is that how you drink who, your coffee? Who slurps their coffee? I had, well, it, this is a podcast. This isn't a video. I had to make it audio, right? <laughs> so I had to make it loud enough that people knew exactly what I was doing. And can I be, can I tell you something? You can, sure. You can tell me something. I hate the first sip of coffee. What? Because it's always like strong and bitter, but then the Not, second, but then the second sip and onward is just like normal. It's like your normal cup of coffee. You see that that first sip, you only get one first sip in the morning. I know, but I don't like it. And it's nice and it's strong and it's bitter. That's the best That's one. That's what I don't like about That's it. That's the best sip. That's why you do it audibly. 10 years and they're still learning about each other. 14 years and they're still learning about each other. 14, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kirsten says all the sips of coffee are gross. I um, I was off coffee for a little bit there after <clears throat> I got the flu. Um, I had like detoxed myself off of it. So I was like, why go back? <laughs> Don't yeah. need to deal with the headaches of trying to, literally the headaches of trying to quit. So yeah, I was on tea there for a long time and... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I had a cup and now I'm back. <laughs> hmm. Well, I like it. You know what? We're broadcasting live as we are every morning. Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Join in live. Be a part of the conversation. On the app, you can join in on the chat. You can also click the call in button. You can call in and ask any questions about real estate investing for free. Uh, we'll do that for you. You could also tell us that you don't like coffee in the chat. <laughs> I mean, sure. If that's what you want. The options are endless. The options are. Hmm. Um, yes, please save your questions uh, for the show. Uh, click the call in button. Uh, trying to avoid that. I'm trying to minimize the DMs. The DMs take up way too much of my day. Um, they're never quick, easy questions or that everyone thinks that they're quick, easy questions and answers, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes mental capacity to even open the message to be like, okay, what do we got here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just imagine, um, just imagine building the real estate investing business of your dreams. Um, you know what I mean? Right now you probably got one property or you want to buy your first property. Maybe you got five properties, but imagine building like three or four multiple businesses and you're doing really good and you got your life completely under order uh, in order and, and, and you're doing the things that you want to do every day, right? Just imagine that. And then you get a DM and someone's asking you questions, but maybe five or six times during the day that right there can chew up an hour, right? Easily. Yeah. Easily. Cause the answer never turns into just the answer. Okay, cool. Thanks. No, it's like another follow-up question, another follow-up question. Next thing you know, I mean, like I'm, I'm sitting there with you for half an hour to 45 minutes, just having a conversation in texts when, you know, to be honest, I want to, I want to slurp my coffee and, and <laughs> chat with my wife. So, um, that's why, that's why we do the morning show. We do the morning show to get our asses out of bed, uh, to have a good routine and then also to, um, to answer questions, right? All we ask in exchange is that you get up early with us. Start yes. your day off right, and we will answer your questions. Absolutely. For free. God damn, wouldn't it have been nice if we had a, a resource like this when we were starting out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Rather than asking a bunch of, asking a bunch of bums. Yeah. 
and well, getting we, wrong answers yeah. and trying to siphon through which, uh, sorry, filter through which answers were correct and which answers were just BS. Yeah. Well, we were, the, as we talked about yesterday, we were those people who read the RTA, um, the, the act um, prior to becoming landlords. Like we studied it, we quizzed each other, we brought up hypothetical situations and how we would handle it. Um, so we were those people who, but that was the only, like, that was all that we had. Mm -hmm. That was all that we could do. Um, I'm sure there might've been some other things out there that could have helped us, but you know, back then there just, yeah, there wasn't an abundance of information and groups and all that kind of stuff. So there was one group, there was one network. That was it. Yeah. Right. You had to pay $200 a month for one meeting a month and you got to go there. Someone went on stage and did a little presentation about mindset. And about it, like investing itself, not about like being a landlord. Yeah. Demographics yeah. and market analysis and, and, and a whole lot of, you know, stuff that, that like, it's really cool the first time you learn it, but after, you know, what's going on with like, you know, job growth and your network, eh, you know what I mean? But like, how am I supposed to learn how to deal with tenants? How am I supposed yeah. to learn with, you know, how to, you know, increase my cash flow and how am I supposed to learn how to market and brand and everything else? That stuff was not around. So what you did was you hung around afterwards, you know, after the presentations, you hung out with the people that were there. And hopefully those people that were there were in a position where they were actually further ahead than you are. Right. That's mm -hmm. what you want to try. You try, want to try to find, find the people that are like five to 10 years ahead of you, not the people that are 20 years ahead of you because they don't want to talk to you. Okay. They, <laughs> they've had enough of it. They don't want, they just, you know, that's no, don't waste my time. But the people that are five to 10 years ahead of you, those are the people you want to go and find. You want to pull them aside and be like, Hey, it's a quick question for you. You know, what are you doing with this? How do you find this? Or, um, you know, how, how do you structure this? And just having a quick conversation with them at a networking event, that was it. Yeah. There was no Facebook groups on this stuff. Yeah. Right. There, there was barely any podcasts. There was like two in Ontario. Yeah. And they were okay for the time. Mm -hmm. Well, and I remember um, one of our early properties, um, we had we had inherited a tenant. So we had bought the property. It was already a rental and we had inherited the tenant. And so we wow, got... I wasn't expecting to talk about that one today. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Joel? Was that one Joel? Yeah. 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 So, but in that transaction, we had gotten a copy of the lease agreement. We had gotten copies of like all of the documents that came along with that tenant. And that <clears throat> was how I learned about like a bunch of clauses that should have been in our leases and right. stuff just by going through like somebody else's, which I would have never had the opportunity had I not inherited a tenant. You know what I mean? Like Crazy. you don't walk into a networking event full of people you don't know and be like, can I, can I, you send me a copy of your lease? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So literally like we were starting from nowhere and just like building what we thought was right <laughs> based I, on the lack of knowledge we had. <laughs> I see Patrick in here. Patrick knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Cause Patrick, okay. you know, was starting around the same time, right? In those same rooms. Yeah. Same rooms. Right. He yeah. knows exactly what we're talking about. I mean, like, we're grateful for what it was. Absolutely. But what we're saying is, is that I feel like the old dad that said, oh, I used to walk up and down, you know, yeah. uh, kids these days. No, like, just in the last five years, the amount of information that is that is available, resources that are available is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. We are in, I mean, they called, they called 20 years ago the information age. I don't even know what to call this. I yeah. don't even know. Like, this is, I never would have expected this. So it's, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, you know, be like that old dad or that old grandpa, like kids these days, but at the same time, like, <clears throat> it certainly was a lot more difficult yeah. and I wish, I wish we would have had it. Yeah. Right? Well, like now you can go into a, a Facebook group, like a landlording Facebook group and go into the file section and like pull th examples of things that you might want to implement or use or that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good news for Julian there. Found a tenant lease signing today. Congratulations. It was the best way to receive rent. You know what I loved? I loved post-dated checks. <laughs> I loved post-dated checks. I think the only really, well, there's two great things about post-dated checks. First one was, was that right <laughs> off the bat, you had your tenant's banking, banking information. 
you had their transit number, the their number institution, one. and their bank account number. So they screw you over. You go to their bank account, and you, you know, obviously with their judgment, um, get money from them. Hopefully, <laughs> that like people always ask, how do I get their banking information to garnish uh, to uh, to uh, to freeze their account and pull money out of their bank account if I have to? Uh, yeah, collect. If I have to collect, I'm like get posted checks, then you literally have all their banking information right there. Yeah. So that was number one. That was like the best thing about it. Mm -hmm. But then um, also is that like you didn't need to wait for them to send rent. Like, sure, you could cash the check and it might bounce if they don't have the funds. But you're not like sometimes people just forget to send rent. And that's super frustrating because you're all day going like, oh, my God, are those last two tenants going to mm -hmm. send rent? Whereas like you just cash the check. So those are the two things. Like I would wake up on rent day and cash like all the checks. Like I would just like line them up, snap pictures of them for my online banking and money would be in the account. So those were like the two best things about post-data checks, but obviously we phased that out. So e-transfer is like the cheapest and easiest way to collect rent these days. Um, the only downfall, as I just alluded to, was that you need to wait for them to send the e-transfer. So to kind of help with that situation, usually a couple of days before um, we have a, a rent reminder email sent out saying, hey, just a reminder, rent's due in two days. Usually when that email is sent, we get like a whole bunch of e-transfers come in because it's just like a little reminder. Yeah. Um, and then on the day of, if people still haven't sent rent, uh, like a four o'clock reminder goes out, hey, just a reminder, rent's due by the end of the day. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so that kind of helps to deter them not sending the payment on time, even if it's just a matter of them forgetting. Um, but then there's also like you'll see some investors who use um, what's it called? EFT? No. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah, it, auto, the, the automatic um, pull out of their account. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So, um, but that's like expensive, like you need to pay a monthly fee and then it's like per transaction based on your volume and like, it's not for the small guys, it's yeah. for the big guys. Well, we have it through our other business, yes. which I don't know if that's the best plan available in the, you know, in the market yeah. that's based in the bank that we're using for, you yeah. know, for that. But, um, we have it where you can set it up where you have like an auto withdrawal or something like that yeah. from their account. They put all their banking information in, they sign off on it. And then every month on the first, you know, the money comes out, yeah. but like the, the cost for those transactions is, is, is you need to have, you need to be doing like a lot of volume yeah. in order for it to make sense. I think how much we pay per month, 50 or 75 bucks a month for something like that. Yeah. So for one or two or three clients, it's not really, doesn't make sense. doesn't yeah. really make sense. But it does eliminate a lot of the the issues with like, you know, waiting for people to pay. And that's why I loved post-data checks because you just cash the post-data check and then we didn't have to worry about people forgetting. The problem that we ran into with that was that if it was NSF, we wouldn't find out for like how many days? 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. So, you know, there was a few um, tenants that I think that they were taking advantage of it. Yeah. Using it to get their shit in a row. We wouldn't yeah. get notifications till 10 days later. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, shoot. Oh, my shoot. goodness. I don't oh, know what I, happened. I swear I had the money in there. Here, I'm sending it now. I'm sending it now. And and here's the $45 for the NSF. Yeah. Whereas, like, now they got away with a $45 late fee instead of a 250 Yeah. So <laughs> smart. I see what you're doing there. And then it would continuously happen with that one person. And they were like, you know what? This is becoming an issue. How about we just do e-transfers? And then so we switched to e-transfers with them. And they were like, oh, screw it. We might as well do it with everyone else. Because literally every tenant that we get, and we're like posted a checks. They're like, I don't have checks. Who uses checks? It was, it was always the, and it was always the younger tenants. Like we'd get like um, <clears throat> 20 year olds and they'd be like, what? <laughs> How do I write a check? Yeah, it's, yeah. it was it, it was nice. It was it was cool while it lasted. It was really yeah. It was fairly simple, except for like those couple tenants that seemed to be taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise, yeah, e transfer. Yes. Sorry, I guess that could have been a simpler answer. I don't know. It was a, it was a fun little uh, journey sure. into the past. Well, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> we're taking a little journey down you know down memory lane, and um, you know just before we were starting, I'm like, hey Gab, today we're doing. Uh, we're going to talk about our, our first three tenants. And to be honest, um, we don't really remember them all that well. It's a little little hazy. Yeah. So like <laughs> as we start diving into it, we'll start remembering things and it'll be fun for both of us. Um, what did Kirsten have to say there in the comments? 
Um, so Kirsten earlier, I think when we were talking about just how it was hard to find information back then and now that it's available, um, she said it can be hard trying to learn that way because not all real estate investors that have experience do things well. Mm -hmm. Terrible landlords can still make good money. So be careful who you're trying to learn from. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why like, um, once, once we were able to start accessing different types of documents, um, like I would pull up. Um, like for instance, a utility agreement, I've talked very openly about how I don't utilize a utility agreement. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, oh, okay. Like here's some examples of them. Like, what is this? So I'd pull it up and I'd read it through and, and, th and then determined, nah, this isn't something I want to use. You know what I mean? So like, don't just because they're available to you, just because there's a lease agreement sitting in a, in a Facebook group, um, doesn't mean it's a good lease agreement, mm -hmm. like, but pull it up, read it through. Maybe it's a fantastic one, way better than yours. Or maybe there's just a certain clause in there that you're like, oh my gosh, oh, how do I not have this in my lease? And so you can pull that clause out and put it into your lease. And now you have, you know, you've improved your lease agreement. So there's, um, you know, there's, there's benefits, but definitely be careful about what information you're pulling. Not all information is good information. 100%. Yeah. 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 So, so here's what I'm thinking. We're going to talk about this today. Here's what I want everybody else to do. Um, if you've got a story, I'd love to hear about everybody else's first tenants. Mm -hmm. And if you've got one, I want you to email info at reimorningshow.com. And I want you to share your story and I want you to share your biggest lesson. And that's fun. Yeah. And then we'll read them tomorrow. Could be a complete flop. Maybe no one has no any one time does. to do that. Yeah. But I think it'd be really cool if you guys got a, a you know, first tenant story um, where it went bad or maybe in the first, you know, five tenants. And I want to learn the lessons that you learned early on, you know, to, you know, to make sure that you build your business better. Yeah. And that's ultimately what happened to us is that we thought we had it all figured out and then some things would happen. And we're like, Oh, well, we're not going to do that again. Um, because through those experiences, they, they become lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the, the one that I famously like to use, you know, is, is hydroponic gardens. <laughs> Never would have thought that would have been an issue, but in a basement suite, we have one tenant who had a hydroponic garden. They built one. They saw it on Pinterest. They did it out of like a, you know, a, a rubber, uh, what do you call it? Like a tote or like a, their own electrical. <laughs> they, they made their own electrical and oh, it terrifying. was, it was a, you know, a big tote, uh, full of water. Um, and the basement was extremely humid because of just, yeah, just so dumb, you know, in a basement suite, uh, you know, like, you know, it's one thing to to do it in a single family house, you burn the place down. It's your, it's your fault. Don't, 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 don't kill somebody else with your stupidity or create mold throughout all the venting. Well, that's and, the yeah. other thing. Creating mold. It was just like, when I saw that, I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, it's, it's a garden. We're growing lettuce. Like, Herbs, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like you can, you can buy some of those like standing garden Towers. things. What do they call them? Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact name, but the towers, yeah. The towers, yeah. You don't have to go in, on Pinterest and, uh, yeah. They, those are the same thing, though. You wouldn't want one of those in your house either. I suppose so. Yeah, not unless it was in, like, a really well-ventilated area. Yeah. Um, um, I like that. So with the idea of, like, sending in tenant stories, um, our buddy, I think his name was Joe. Joe mm -hmm. from New Brunswick. Yeah. Um, he said, tuning in again. I love hearing other people's problems problem stories, sharing the pain really helps sometimes. <laughs> and, and community. Yeah. Community. And yeah. So uh, absolutely like hearing other people's like nightmare tenant stories, not only can we all learn from them as well. Like sometimes you would have never thought of like, well, Wayne, like you just said, a hydroponic garden. Yeah. Um, you know, those types of things you never mm -hmm. would have thought mm -hmm. you had to put in your lease, no hydroponic gardens. <laughs> well, now it's in there. Uh, I don't, I don't I'm think fairly, it, sir, I, I made it quite clear that you need to add that in there. <laughs> Did you not add it? I don't think it's actually in the lease. I might've added it for a time. I don't know. But you like, obviously careful. we just like, yeah, as soon as we saw it, because we do quarterly inspections, folks, um, as soon as we saw it, we were like, take it down, get it out like now immediately. Yeah. Yeah. 
moisture like we can't have this moisture in the house this they is did huff and puff a little bit though. a little bit it took them a couple of days but then they sent pictures of it being disassembled and and outside so yeah obvious yeah. health reasons yeah um but yeah at the same time I, I i i kind of agree like if you put every single little stupid thing that they're not supposed to do in the lease agreement the lease agreement would just be too overwhelming right if you yeah. add another clause another clause another clause another clause another addendum it's um yeah. it's a little too much and then sometimes they just sign they don't even look at it so then you got to go through the lease with them which is just as painful oh yeah you know it's just better to send it off here send it off sign here's the here's the five or six things that i need you to really look at otherwise yeah just sign the rest yeah and like so something that i do just sorry just since i'm just gonna keep yeah. going down rabbit holes wherever they present themselves but since you just mentioned on, that Alice. is, um, you know, like, because we almost always do e-signature now, we very rarely like meet up with a tenant to, mm -hmm. to sign a lease now. I think the last time I did that was like about a year ago now today. Um, and so when I send it to them, I also send um, an email that goes with it that like outlines all of the major points that like, I make sure that I physically uh, quote unquote say out loud mm -hmm. but in an email um, and then like all the different kind of like little clauses like the no smoking clause and the pet clause and like kind of the bigger ones mm -hmm. um, I have initial marks by so if they scroll through the lease and they're like I don't give a crap whatever they're giving me a place to live where's the signing spot they need to stop and insert those initials at those spots where it says pet clause and no smoking clause so at the end of the day like I, it's extra clear that they had to stop at those spots, initial them that they understood those clauses. Right. Yeah. So just, oh my God. Julie. <laughs> Sorry, Julie just put in the comments here. My first tenant burned down my duplex. Okay. Send us wow. an email. Please send us an email. Info at reimorning.com. <laughs> I want to, well, I mean. That's the ultimate that that's like the worst case scenario is it not yeah well maybe not the worst case scenario i mean it's a pretty probably did they die probably but did oh. they die oh yeah. i should be really be delicate about that i think she would have said that yeah died. yeah and like i'm curious about like insurance was like was it a relatively okay insurance claim or like yeah and it was yeah. crazy Goodness. well i'm sure you learned something from that one hopefully <laughs> Um, Wilson says one of my tenants just threatens to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. How many people can we scare away from real estate investing today and tomorrow? <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> um, but when I think about our first tenant, like, so obviously we did, we did a bunch of other like real estate investing stuff before. And so I always consider like this tenant to be our first one. Cause like we tried doing a flip and we were dabbling in some other stuff and whatnot. And just kind of like floating around and learning for some time. But then there was like, then there was this tenant. So we bought an up down. Um, we were actually living in it. We, 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 we bought it. We planned on moving into it and renting out the basement suites. And then the area was less desirable. Well, yeah, it was, um, it wasn't a great place to be living. So, um, I, <laughs> Uh, now I'm remembering I had a, I had an issue with, um, I had an issue with a guy in the neighborhood and he was like stalking me, which is another story for another day. <laughs> I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to, he was going to kill us. There um, was like a series of like three police reports that we had to file within like a month. Yeah. Like and... our car got broken into this like psycho dude, um, in the neighborhood and something else I can't remember. Oh, there no, that wasn't. There was just like a takedown, like in the yard, and then the cops were back, like looking, like if they ditched like drugs or something. They were yeah. like looking. We were like, we need to not live here. Like we need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember even like one morning I went out to, and this wasn't a terrible area. It was just a, no. a terrible. And it's our. It's literally like to this day my our best rental. <laughs> On paper. Well, we've had tenants stay a long time. Like yeah. yeah. Um. I remember one morning I was, I was going out to the vehicle and just like to start the car and uh, like get ready for work. And a guy walked by and he's like, Hey man, can you tell me where this address is? He's, he's, he's walking at five thirty in the morning. So like, can you tell me how to get to, 
this address? And I'm like, as soon as he said it, I knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted me to pull up my phone and look it up on Google. And I'm like, nope, that way. I said, you said this address? And, and if you know, I mean, it's all like um, numbered streets in uh, like a grid. They grew in a big grid. So One, I know two, three, that four, it was like, it was four, Southwest. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like Southwest of here. So that general area, thanks. I turned around the back of the house. I'm like, I just about got robbed at 530 in the morning in front of my house. I'm like, so like the, this house was just, we had just had a, a bunch of problems with it. So we were going to rent out the basement. We thought, okay, we're going to, we're going to house hack. And um, it didn't really, it didn't really work out. We ended up just saying like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And instead of selling the place, cause we just bought it. We said, okay, we'll just buy another house. So mm-hmm. we literally just bought another house and moved into it. Um, and for anyone wondering, because we did talk with like our mortgage broker about this because yeah. we're like, we don't want to be in any gray area. Like we don't want to be committing mortgage fraud because like that was a, we, we had planned to be there and stay there. And house hack, yeah. yeah and, and eventually house hack uh, or um, eventually, you know, move on. But um, because we had the three police reports on file, she's like, just keep those police reports showing that like, you know, this is the reason why you moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you had, you, you haven't been there very long. So like, it wouldn't have made sense to try to sell it. You would have lost money. So like, we're locked into a five-year fix. Yeah. It would have. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there because yeah, we didn't, weren't trying to be like shady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, we got the, uh, we just, okay, let's do this. Like, um, we had the basement suite ready. We were, we were attempting to rent that at the exact same time. But with all things going on, we just decided, you know what, let's just wait until we move out. Mm-hmm. And because um, it was about like three or five months or something like that. It wasn't very long. It was long. four. Yeah, it was four months that yeah. we were there. Yeah. So we um, we put it up both units, um, upstairs and downstairs. And then uh, we found upstairs first, which was sh- quite shocking. Mm-hmm. Um we found the upstairs, uh, we had a, a really, we had a, lots of people. This is the first time that we're doing, you know, looking for people. So, you know, this is, we don't know what to look for. We don't know, you know, the things that we know now. And um, anyone who's got cash and ready to move in was, was what we wanted, right? We didn't have a reserve fund. So, you know, we wanted to move out and we wanted to have someone move in on the day of. So we didn't have any vacancy costs. We didn't mm-hmm. have to cover the expenses for two houses. Um, so the person that was going to move in the day of when we were leaving was the perfect person. And, uh, we had just about finished uh, moving out and, um, I noticed that someone pulled up outside of the house and they were just kind of looking at it and they were staring and then they kind of walked up and uh, to the house and I opened up the door and he's like, Oh yes, sorry, sorry. And, uh, and I said, can I, can I help you? And of course, all things considered with that property, I'm like, Oh, here we are. I'm going to get robbed again (laughs) on my front fucking doorstep. Um, he goes, Oh, I'm, we're, we're thinking about moving in here, but I, you know, uh, do you, do you live here? And I said, yes. And I was just kind of playing dumb and, um, and, Oh yeah. And so how's, how's it been? Like, you know, the landlord's good and, and everything else. And I said, actually, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the owner of this house. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's my wife over there. It's Joanne. That's yeah. what they call. That's my wife. And I'm uh Corey and, and, uh, no, no, we're just thinking about like we, we. I know we said we're gonna move in, but same time, you know, it's, 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 uh, pictures aren't always as advertised. So we wanted to get a good look, and and to be honest, I hope you don't mind. I was just gonna talk to the tenants just to make sure that it was all good. We've had some bad landlords in the past. I said no, I think that's great. In my mind, when I saw that and heard that, I thought this person's really considerate. They're thinking, right? They're thinking to themselves like. I want to make sure I'm doing my diligence on this landlord. I want to make sure that this house is advertised. And they just seem like the sweetest little couple. They, you know, they were both uh, welders. They both um, were... Roofers. Huh? Roofers, wasn't it? Welders by oh, trade. Okay. But, oh, they, okay. but they also, also started their own roofing company because they wanted to start their own business. Because they were tired of the ups and downs of the, the oil um, industry. And, 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 you know, they had their tickets they could always fall back on, but they were starting a roofing company and they were being very successful. They had employees, et cetera, et cetera. So it just seemed like good. And it was just, um, two 40 year olds. Mm-hmm. And from what, one of the things that I heard, uh, early on in one of those seminars was, uh, our podcast was that you always want the 40 year olds who on, 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 on payday, they go and they get a carton of smokes and a 24 pack of beer. 
that's that's the people that you want and it sounds really bad i guess when i put it that way when it, you know i was going to say you're going to expand on that <laughs> whoever was on stage put it significantly better but it, it, without being um super judgy and, and and sound like a dick but ultimately you want the 40 year olds who are never going to buy their own home yeah they'll stay they'll stay because they're going to stay these are the type of people who you know they're never going to get past the 30 dollars an hour or whatever um, they don't have, I'm not just saying they don't have their life, but these are the types of people that, that, are, that will stay a renter for a long period of time. Okay. Again, I'm not being judging. Just, it's the truth. If you get someone who's like, hi, I just want to rent here for six months until our house is being built. Well, they're going to move out and then you're going to have a vacancy. You got to do repairs mm -hmm. and stuff. And there's just wear and tear. You want someone who's going to stay a long period of time. So that's typically, let's just be honest and logical. That's normally someone who, you know, that's, that's the way it was described. Yeah. And that is how they, they appeared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they had some debts. We had some things going on. Uh, we're working through it. You know, thank you for your understanding. Just a really sweet couple. They had some credit issues. They had some. They brought their physical credit yeah. reports. They, what? <laughs> they, they brought their physical credit reports. They did? Yes. See, the other thing. As and the memories... this is like back when. People weren't talking about like checking credit reports for tenants. They brought them. Yeah, they had physical credit reports. Interesting. Yeah. And and they talked through it and it just, you know what I mean? They had an explanation. Yeah, they're like, we don't have the best credit, but you know, like we're working on it. And actually, I, I think I have a copy in my truck. Hold on. And like came back with the physical credit report. <laughs> so like that, I mean, yeah. that sounds like they got it together, Great. right? Yeah. And, and I know a lot of people, they're like, I'm willing to give someone a chance you know, if they can just prove to me. And that's, that's the same thing with us too. We do that within reason and with, with protection. So we always make sure that in the event that, you know, it doesn't fall through that we're able to get our money that is owed. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, a topic for another day on making sure that how you always get what's owed. But um, these people, you know, all, all that considered, they just seemed like a really good couple that just had a bad run you know, the way that they explained it was the industry, basically the oil industry, you know, jobs, you know, three week jobs, three month jobs, and then being laid off for two months. It's, it's hard on a family, you know, it's hard to, you know, when you've got a good wage, you're making 45, 50 bucks an hour in the union, and then bam, you're laid off and you're sitting for two months. Like, how is anyone able to, it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. I know I was in that industry, not me personally, but I worked around people that were in that industry and, um, so I got it. I understood. And that's why he wanted to get out of it. That's why he wanted to start a roofing company. And so they ended up moving in and, um, I don't think, it, oh, did we have issues right away? No. Rent. I can't, I don't remember. Oh, we should have pulled up those emails. We did have issues with rent. Okay. There was a few late ones just out of the gate. Uh, I'm, I'm remembering now that, uh, you know, oh, waiting, waiting for roofing clients to pay their bills. Yes. 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 <laughs> hey, uh, I'm trying to remember how long they stayed, to be honest. It wasn't a full year. That's for sure. Um, because they had this new business now, they were showing us all of the invoices. If these guys are supposed to pay us, they're, they're behind. Um, they're going to hear, look, right. It says here they have to pay by this date. So we're going to have the money by this date. And I'm like, okay, cool. If that makes sense, I get it. You know, going through some stuff, starting a new business. They're like, guys, you got to pay. You know, do you have any lines of credit or credit cards or anything? I mean, you, like you have to pay us like, and then, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then the date would come. These guys aren't paying. I'm taking them to court. I've got this other client. They're supposed to be paying. It was always just like pushing it off to someone else, to someone else, to someone else. Yeah. And during that time, actually, we, we, we found our second tenant. Yes. Now this, these tenants, they moved in downstairs. Sweet little couple. Lovely. Lovely yeah. couple. Um, they actually were currently living across the street yeah like they saw four houses down sign. yeah and four houses down and they were living in a house with uh, a bunch of other people and they were just done with it and um uh i can't remember what the guy was doing he was some sort of a trade i know yeah i don't remember and the girl was in school to become uh, a legal, legal assistant yeah and so we're like okay and they were significantly cleaner yeah. And these other people and you know they were just looking for a place to stay while they saved up for their down payment or saved up for more money you know or till she finished school and she can work more yeah. <clears throat> perfect downstairs people perfect upstairs people um i don't recall any pets no neither of them did all right so like perfect perfect um okay you continue on no 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 
Okay. I don't know where you were headed. Well, I was, well, Gabby just gave me a, a cue for like to stay away from certain things. <laughs> as, we're, as we're unraveling this, this, this. Um, There's like some sensitive topics in some of it. I think it's important to talk about some of it. Yeah. Um, and, but I won't get into the details of it. Um, but, you know, we started getting some issues and then uh, we got a phone call from. Well, the up, so the upstairs um, tenants were, um, were turns out a, a little bit into the drugs. A little bit. <laughs> so it wasn't so much that they were just like out partying all the time and, you know, like drinking and stuff. But like there would be nights where like they would go down the drug rabbit hole and like shit would get crazy. Yeah. And so our downstairs tenants were like calling and and emailing and saying like the cops have been here and like, you know, it's 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 crazy. Like. Well, she waited until quite some time before she told us. Yeah. And we're like, hey, why didn't you tell us? How long us has this been going on? She yeah. goes, I didn't want to bother you guys. I'm like, this, they're literally outside your door, banging on your door to let them in because the other one has a knife. Like, yeah. <laughs> call us. Yeah. Oh, I just didn't want to be. And I, I, I felt terrible, for, you know, for her. She's, you know, she's you know terrified because her boyfriend's not there he's working out of town or yeah. whatever and <laughs> the guy's upstairs banging on the door because the woman is apparently chasing him with a knife <laughs> and because they're all you know hopped up on whatever and um so that you know police come and and just like <laughs> once once she told us that she like told us all the other stories of stuff about uh, things i can't say on the podcast <laughs> yeah uh, creams and stuff like that and just rashes like, rashes <laughs> and you know and, like it's um and then the police were there and she's um, trying to um, flush the, the drugs down the toilet <laughs> while the police are at the door. It was just like, yeah. just, and when we hear about this and we're like, okay, it was one thing that this guy was behind on rent. Yeah. You start hearing all this other stuff and we're like, oh God, okay, Gab, we need to get them get out them of out. here as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah. So, you know, trying to get them out of there was, was the difficult part because they didn't want to leave. They weren't going to leave. Yeah. And uh, that was our first experience with an eviction. Yes. Uh, so we had to, um, we had to serve them an eviction. And at that particular point, you know, I say, Hey guys, you're behind on rent. You paid a little bit and you're still behind on that month. And there's like, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm all caught up and I paid this and I paid you this. And I'm like, well, I paid you for this month. And I'm like, no, you don't pay for this month. You, you're paying for a, you know, the March and it's, it's currently June. I paid you for June. I'm like, no, you didn't pay us for June. You paid us for March. You're still behind on June. And it was just like, he's like, no, 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 I'm not behind. I told you about that. I told you what was going on. And he's got a little hostile. And, you know, me, stupid me, I start quoting the RTA. I'm like, as per section of this, this and this, you need to do this. Otherwise, we're going to have to take, you know, further action. What's further action? Just, you know, just getting really hostile. This is during the time that we're still using phone and cell phone and, sorry, and texts and emails. And yeah. you can just imagine that, you know. Uh, Gabby, who, you know, the, none of this was her idea. This is all my idea. You're scared to shit because yeah. he's got our address. Our home address, yeah. It's on I the lease. Like, Legally terrible. on your lease, you're supposed to put your home address for forwarding. You know, he's got our address. He's going to come after us. You know, Joanne's going to chase us with a knife. Um, so, you know, just first experience, you know, dealing with this. And this is this is terrifying. You know, most people would would back out of real estate investing yeah. through something like this. Oh, I was like, sell the damn thing. Like I'm out. <laughs> I mean, how could I possibly screen this any better? Cause we looked through their Facebook. We looked through, you know, how, how, how do you know? Sometimes you just don't. Well, like, okay, let's imagine they had a better credit rating. How would that have changed this? Mm -hmm. How would that have changed it? And I don't think they're like from, they're from still my knowledge, do drugs. like their and their credit report reports weren't like awful. They were just like mediocre. So that probably wouldn't have turned us away regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were union like you were unionized welders that wanted to start a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You cannot judge character and personality by someone's credit report. And their character was great, but turns out because they were professional tenants you know what i mean well yeah we learned that later <laughs> on is that they they knew how to play they knew how to play the system yeah so this wasn't their first time um i would love to go down to the uh court of queen's bench and pull their um their name their help me out we did later on did we 
Pull Judgments. We did later on, I think. Okay. I'd love to do it now, though, like years and years later oh. and see how many how many judgments we, we still have, have the judgment them. against them i'm uh, i think it expired you're supposed to renew it every two and a half years or something like that yeah um if you want to collect on that but anyways so we took them to the rtdrs and um that was our first experience so i served them and again you, you gotta knock on the door you gotta you can't, do it you can't post it on a the door bunch of different days and times <laughs> you gotta knock on the door and he's gonna be like what is this and i'm like you've been served <laughs> no i just i said this is i told you this is coming you know, here's the eviction notice. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad or anything. Um, just kind of walked away. And, and then we went to the hearing and I don't know if you guys have ever been to an in-person hearing in Edmonton, at least. Um, you go downtown, you pay for parking. Oh, I could just throw up thinking about the feeling that I had. Okay. Like so, that feeling, I, <clears throat> I'm surprised I did not throw up in that room. You know, it's across <laughs> the street from um, a, a bus station in downtown. So you can just imagine. Crappy part. Yeah. You know, you're walking through the parking and then you got to cross the street, basically where there's a whole lot of transients there, you know, downtown, it's an uneasy feeling, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it just, it feels very aggressive just with the, the scenery on the street as is. You walk into this, you know, building, you go through the door, there's a security guard there, smiles, says hello. And then there's a kiosk, right? And then to the right of the kiosk is about 10 or 20 chairs. And in those 10 or 20 chairs you go up there you say hi i'm you know here for this they tell you to sit down in those 10 or 20 chairs that is where all of the landlords and the tenants sit and wait for their hearing to start. and wait for their hearing to start and they don't start on time so you think i'm going to get there 15 minutes early they're going to be 15 minutes late so you are sitting there 30 minutes five feet away from your tenants who you've had all of this going on with so it's like, it's not cool. It's, it's very uncomfortable. And you're like pretending that they're not there and you're like crossing your leg, staring at the wall. Right. Um, <laughs> you going to throw up No. <laughs> <laughs> and then they call you in, they call you into this little boardroom and they have you sit at the tables and you sit down across from them, across from them and you wait 10 minutes for the adjudicator to come for, in, whatever, you know, the, the, the representative to come in. So you're just sitting there just waiting waiting trying not to look at them and then you know just glaring at each other and, and uh of so course so we we won right it was quite yeah. clear um we had all the evidence it was i mean they didn't pay so that's it's like as long as you got the evidence it's not very hard to prove that someone didn't pay because it's it's very difficult for them to prove that they did yeah right so it you know one of the most basic parts of 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 a lease agreement is, is for them to pay you in exchange for living there. And they didn't have any proof they didn't. So that was quite clear. And of course, like we remained calm and we were dressed reasonably. They're like, they said this and they did that. And they never gave me an opportunity and that. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. And I learned very yeah. often from someone else that just stay cool, stay calm. You know what I mean? Let them. Let them, yeah, be their own demise. You know what I mean? Because like, you can just imagine that the person, you know, the mediator, adjudicator, whatever they call them, um, mediator sitting there, you know, just like they deal with this shit all day, all, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they don't like listening to the he said, she said. They like, okay, what are the rules? Did they follow them? Who's in the wrong? Do you have proof? And how can we, how can I handle this in a way that it's kind of win-win for everybody, right? Because they don't want to just be like, no, you're wrong get out you know you have 24 hours to get out they understand that that person you know they don't have anywhere to put their their they don't want to put people on the streets yeah exactly so that within reason and they use their own discretion so they'll normally ask would you mind allowing them another seven days to get out so they can find a place yeah. and then the person has the option to say yes or no so it's it's quite reasonable in there actually um if you have all your ducks in a row so we ended up winning and they said you know can you give them a, a period of time and I, I, I think I recall saying that if, if I receive the money by tomorrow, I will allow them to stay another X amount of days. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So but there was terms. Yeah. We had terms to this, to allowing them to stay to find a place. Because they're like, well, how are we supposed to get out of here in 24 hours? I said, here's the thing. Like, they've proven to me that they can't be trusted. We've given them payment plans. They've said they're going to pay on certain days. They haven't. You can understand from my position. I can't allow them to do that. And, and so he said, okay, if you pay by this by tomorrow, they will allow you to do this. 
stay this long. If not, then you need to be out immediately. That sound reasonable? Yes. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, you think they paid? No. No, they didn't pay. So now they need to be out immediately. So we go. By the way, we were at that point like researching bailiffs and like all that kind of stuff. Like, how do we handle this? Do we like the locksmith, the everything? Are we able to call the police to assist? Like, going through that whole learning curve as well, Mm -hmm. knowing that they probably weren't going to (laughs) pay. And, uh, of course, yeah, they didn't pay and we're looking through all this stuff and everything else. And then I had to tell them, I mean, you guys need to be out. We can't be out right now. You Like, this is, no, I'm not doing this. It seemed like through this whole process, they knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, everything was just too coincidental, it seemed. And so then they said, okay, we'll be out by Friday. Okay, cool. If you're not out by Friday, uh, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and, and they didn't, or they kind of did. And then they left stuff behind. Yeah. There's quite a bit of stuff left behind. And then there's, you know, the whole issue is, is this abandoned? Yeah. You know, we had, we decided to consider it abandoned considering they told us they were, that was the date and time they would be out and And most most of of their stuff stuff was gone. So we considered it abandoned, changed the locks. But you go in there and there's like half a couch um half a couch <laughs> uh there was they mean they were moving out but i don't think they were done there was a garbage fi- everywhere garbage everywhere there was a fish tank with fish in it yeah what do you do when someone leaves a fish tank with fish in it that was a new one yeah i had to call bylaw spca or whatever the heck it yeah. was say i, I have a, a pet calls. that was yeah. left behind what's the pet Several fish. fish. <laughs> and they're like, fish? fish? Fish. I got two options here. They're like, do you want to take them? I'm like, no. They're like, well, we don't normally do a fish. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what, am I just going to flush these fish down the toilet? They're living. These are living or- like, organisms. I'm like, no, I'm not going to kill fish. I'm like, these, these fuckheads, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> left their fish behind. God knows how long, like it didn't look very clean in there. God knows, like, I think what we understood, like they had been kind of moved out for a while, but their stuff was in there. If I recall, if I recall, those fish had been in there for a while. I don't remember, yeah. And they just planned on leaving the fish behind. I'm like, and 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 so whoever was picking them, I think it was bylaw, whichever. Yeah. They're like, oh, we don't normally do this. This is a big aquarium, by the way. This isn't like a small little aquarium. So they come in with three people and they're just chuckling, you know, because I called them in for abandoned fish. Um, and these weren't exotic fish either, <laughs> but it was a very large aquarium. And uh, they basically had to come in with like their little scoopers and little bags and stuff. And they had to get the fish. And then they're like, we're I'm not taking, we're not taking this aquarium. And I'm like, I get it. So, you know, we had to drain the aquarium and everything else and then try and sell it. And just, it was, and then we're trying to figure out how much does this aquarium cost? Because throughout this whole process, you also have to consider that if the value of all of the items within the unit exceeds $2,000, you're supposed to put it into storage for 30 days to allow them to come back and pick it up. But if they want to pick it up, they have to pay for the cost of storage and then they can take their items. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to keep it for 30 days. Once you've keep, you know, kept it for 30 days, then you're allowed to sell it to recoup your costs. Mm-hmm. So like we're going through this place and like, okay, what's actual value and what's not? Mm-hmm. And we deemed it to most be less it was than, junk. It was yeah. mostly junk. Um, but like th- there's just some stuff right there. We never would have known what to do with a tank full of fish. Um, we, we never knew about, you know, whether we had to keep their stuff or whether we can just throw it out. We had to learn about that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that you don't really think about. And, you know, this is stuff that we've never talked about on the podcast, Mm -hmm. little stuff about landlording. Um, you know, hopefully you're hiring a property manager and they understand this stuff. Yes. Because you don't, you don't need to become an expert in the RTA and being a property manager. If you want to be an investor, if you spend all of your time focusing on this, or is your is your business really growing? Yeah. Right. Remember the shed as well. Yeah. The shed was full of tools, but the tools were like in rough shape. They Rusty, should have been thrown out. Yeah. I mean, if if these are the tools that were they were using on site, I mean, 
the safety department would have, would have come over there and, 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 and tagged them all because yeah. they were in like one more, one more crank and that thing was going to snap. Yeah. So like, it was just a beat up old, it was very unorganized, just thrown in there. It was just a bunch of junk. Yeah. And, um, wait, so we had hired like just junk or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because like we had to clear out this house, clear out the shed and it wasn't salvageable. Like, um, I, I think that maybe we might have like posted on like a community page or something like um, free stuff in the yard. Like there's a couple like beat up shelving units and stuff just in case anybody like could take stuff and we wouldn't need to pay for it to be removed. Um, So that day, Just Junk shows up. They have the truck like three quarters filled and they're just like removing everything. And we were there. We were there. With our kid. No, our kid wasn't there. No, it was just us. And um, and they pull up. So they pull up. We, like, close and lock the doors. We're inside. Wayne calls the Just Junk guy that's outside. And uh, FYI. Sorry, the, the FYI, the <laughs> tenants are here, so just, just play it cool. Yeah, and they had, they like, we had chatted with them. So they knew the situation as to why they were there. Like, they were picking yeah. up stuff that was, like, abandoned and whatever. Um, and I got on the phone with the police as well. Yeah. Well, and you also told the just junk guys, like, if you need to just get in the truck and go do it. Yeah. Um, like whatever. And yeah, so they come up and they're freaking out and they're pulling stuff out of the truck and they're swearing and yelling. Banging on the the door, trying to get us. They're looking in the window. They see us and we're just like hiding (laughs) on the wall. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. This is it. We're going to lose it. Yeah. Um, he was extremely hostile. We called the police and then by the time the... Dan, the police were extremely slow that day because I don't think that they consider that to be. Uh, mm-hmm. um, we waited like half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, the police hadn't showed up yet. I mean, next time I'm going to say he has a gun. I mean, they would have got there a lot faster. But like, considering how hard he was banging on the window and the door and everything else, trying to get in and like harassing the people there, yeah. you think they would have? But apparently, they were busy that day. Um, like forty five minutes later, the guy eventually left, and then the police called me like, "Hey, you know, we got a call here and and something, something." And I'm like, "Yeah, they're already gone." Like, Jesus, thank yeah. God they didn't, you know, attack us or something in the yard. Yeah. Um, I wasn't very happy about that, and um, like, okay, cool. And you know, do you know where he is right now? And I'm like, well, I happen to kind of have an idea of where he lives, and they they sent him over there, and I don't think they got a restraining order, but basically he said, I didn't. The, the, the officer said, I'm not going to get a restraining order, whichever else, but I'm going to, I'm going to scare him enough to make sure that he doesn't come back. It, it sounds like he's not the type of person that's going to attack you or anything like that, but I'm going to scare him enough and threaten him enough to, for him to know to stay away. Otherwise there will be further action and we're watching him. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it all played out. So we had our judgment. Now we had him out. We had all the junk out. We cleaned it. We repainted it and everything else. And uh, from there, uh, like I said, we had a judgment that we actually, we got a writ of enforcement. They owed us a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, to Thankfully, cover- they hadn't really like damaged the place. There was just like a huge cleanup that had to happen and then like some painting and stuff. Like, yeah. But there wasn't holes in the walls or trashed anything. So we no. lucked out on that sense. It was just like a nightmare tenant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we found a bunch of stuff afterwards. There was some open mail. And I mean, this wasn't us opening mail. This is like open mail. Like it was quite Ran clear yeah, that about. they had judgments against them from tenant, not from tenants, from employees Tenants. that they hadn't paid in their siding business and stuff. We pulled judgments and found out that, you know, we weren't the first people. So it, it was quite clear that like, you know, this 3000 or something dollars that we were going to try and go after them for, which they clearly did not have. You know what I mean? You can't garnish their wages because we didn't know who they were working for. We couldn't go into their bank account. We had the posted checks. We couldn't pull anything from their bank account because we got one shot at that. And I can't imagine they had more than a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, uh, there wasn't it wasn't worth doing. So we had two options. We could do the bank account thing. Um, we could file it at the registries to prevent them from renewing their license and getting any credit cards, whichever. Um, and then lastly, we could follow them on Facebook, which I did for like a year. Mm-hmm. I followed them on Facebook to try and find out where they're working. And then I could just go to their employer and garnish their wages. But the way that it ended, it was just like one of those things like, do I, they were gone. Yeah. And they weren't bugging us. And Gabby's freaking out because they have our address. Mm-hmm. They know where to find us. Yeah. I, I really was like, can we please just let this go? Like, I didn't want to poke poke the bear 
um, which is unfortunate, like as landlords, like we're entitled to get our money back, but yeah. like, and you know, when somebody's hostile, like, and then it prevents us from pursuing them, like that sucks, right? Yeah. It was, um, so we ended up not doing it and because we didn't want to open up that can of worms again. Yeah. We're just like, okay, we you know we, we've, we've cleaned it out. We've got new tenants in here. Um, they're going to be great. Those were our third tenants, by the way. <laughs> Stay tuned. Number two uh, and number three also sucked. <laughs> uh, two was downstairs. Three was upstairs. So uh, stay tuned for that. Those stories, because uh, those were just a barrel of fun as well. But I can't believe we talked for an hour about this. Yeah. Um, oh, and we didn't even touch on like half of the stuff. We didn't? Well, like the, the actual stories of like the stuff that actually went down. Like besides like Joanne running around with a knife while hopped up on drugs, like there was a bunch of of. To be honest, between. that's all I remember. What do oh. you got? We got five minutes. <laughs> what do you got? I this, That's all I remember, guys. Yeah. No, there's just like, well, you alluded to it, but like with like the rash, like the, the, the stories that we heard from the basement tenant after. You know, we didn't use their names. You can share the story. About like the, um, warts the cops on his, showing up. Warts on his dick. Multiple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Warts Wait. on his dick. Okay. Can we not say the D word, please? Uh, well, that's, I'm quoting. I know. That's what... <laughs> What you hear from the other tenants is that she's screaming upstairs, well, you got warts. <laughs> and then ironically, when they left, they left the cream on the ground. <laughs> we found the cream. Sorry. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a fun memory. Fun? <laughs> it's a fun memory to see how far we've come. You know what and I mean? And that we stayed in the investing realm. We didn't quit. Yeah. You know? You don't stop. Uh, and, and you know, that's, that's if, if they were, if they were nice people, I probably wouldn't have said that, but they were really, yeah, we, we did not tell the whole story. They were not nice people. We were nice people. Yeah. We were nice people giving them a chance and, and being understanding and allowing them two weeks, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, they were, they were crying. They were very, I'm so sorry and everything else. And, and then they just got super hostile. Yeah. And then also, like, there would be, like, mail that came to the house after, and it's, like, um, a, a, like, cell phone company collection bill, yeah. like, basically, like, notice of whatever. And it was, like, two um, – so we we said Corey, but it was, like, two Corey tenant. So, like, he was creating, like, aliases oh, yeah. to get, like, cell phone providers and, like, those types of things. Like, the mail that was coming in was, like, in all these different he names and stuff. Accounts, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, now that I'm remembering that – I remember getting a phone call from somewhere. Was it utilities or was it Shaw? That what? S some company called me and said that we're looking for this person. We're looking for Corey Tennant. Oh yeah. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, they, somehow like, yeah, got, good luck. <laughs> they somehow got our information. They called us and said, we're looking for Corey Tennant. They owe us money. I think it was Shaw, which I don't remember how that all played out. Yeah. But yeah, they called us and they were trying to get information on it. Um, uh, again, I have no idea how they could have contacted us unless we had Shaw and then we moved and they found out somehow that we were the land, I, whatever the previous, the previous, uh, occupant. Yeah. yeah. But they had owed a bunch of them like, uh, do you know who Corey Tennant is? And, and, uh, they were, they were trying to collect on him. I'm like, yeah. uh, you got, you got scammed. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, that's not so his real we. name. So here's his real name and here's this and here's this and this is where he lives and everything else. So, yeah. um, Boy, oh boy, this is... Uh... So um, in the comments here, Josh says, you guys have me sold, thinking of switching from flipping to rentals. <laughs> I, you know what I want? I want people to realize that, like, I know it's hard. Yeah, but, like, look at where we started, you guys. You just, like, you get through the growing pains and the learning curves, and you can be wildly successful. <laughs> Seriously, what, like... Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... and on your terms, right? What other J-O-B gives you on your terms? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do you have something profound to say? <laughs> it's, it's, it's also, it's also like, this is like a, this, these are things we don't think about on a regular basis. Ever, oh God. Like w when, when Wayne told me yesterday that he wanted to talk about like our first three tenants, he's like, do you really remember anything about them? And I'm like, man, it's, it's hazy. It's cloudy. Like not really. But as we talk, we start remembering like the little intricacies of it. Right. Yeah. You know what? I always, I always, I always thought was funny when like when we were started, like I'd listen to people on stage 
and they would talk about properties uh, or like they would talk about experiences and um and they would they had a way of doing it but it was almost like ah, i don't remember which house that was or whichever else or i don't remember which tenant that was and to me i'm thinking like if you've got 10 properties how could you possibly forget that person's name or forget the address you know what I mean? I always, I always hated people who are like, oh yeah, whatever that address was. And I'm like, it's only 10. Don't fucking pretend like you've got a hundred. You know what I mean? But people would like act like, oh yeah, it was that one over there. I don't remember what the address was. And I always thought that like, they were just like trying to act so cool that they don't remember the addresses mm -hmm. or, or the tenants. But now I've actually gotten to that point where I'm like, to be honest, I hardly remember that address. And I, had to ask Abby before the show, what was their names? Yeah. And I had to pull up uh, our files and look <laughs> so in the cloud. After a while, you really, I don't know if it's just a matter of, you know, being forgetful and, and focus, or it's just a matter that you're focusing on bigger things now. And yeah. that doesn't take up any space in our heads anymore. Yeah. It's, it did for a period of time. I followed them on Facebook for a year trying to figure out where they live because just in case I was going to garnish their wages and just maybe get Gabby, you know, changed her mind or something um, where I can get that three grand back. But it, it, it took up a lot of a lot of space um, and, it, and it affected us for quite some time. And it, but then eventually you get to a point where it's just like it's 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 old. You know what I mean? Like um, you, you look at a you look at a kettlebell or something like that and, and you think there's no way i'm gonna be able to lift that but then if you work out every day you keep trying to lift it or you lift it a little bit you know less below it and then eventually you, you know you can pick up that kettlebell it's not a big deal anymore now i can lift it now i'm looking at the bigger kettlebell you know it's it's it may seem really hard in the beginning and it was difficult but you did it and then in the future that you, you build muscle and you build you know uh, mental muscle and and you get stronger and Things like that don't bother you anymore. You know what I mean? All the little things that we implemented afterwards, like, cause, so this will never happen again. Like a lot of that stuff, like is really unimportant to us now, Yeah. you know, um, because we have a good understanding, you know, I can look back on that tenant and, and try to think about what I could have done differently. And there's not a whole heck of a lot I could have done differently. Mm -hmm. People like that will slip through. They do slip through. Yeah. I, 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 I can't get them to do a drug test. Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't spend an hour with them. I get to spend five minutes with them and they have a, that's their opportunity to prove to me that they're the type of person, the right character that I want to have in this, in this suite. And normally they're at their best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not always. Well, some people are, <laughs> uh, then I shake my head. I'm like, you know, yeah. you get five minutes to prove yourself and that's what you, that's yeah. what, that's what you wear. And that's how you talk. Um, but for, you know, the, the professional ones, they know exactly what to say to make you feel comfortable. And to how to, you know, explain why they've been in that situation, call it a sob story, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but. Well, that was a big lesson. Like sob stories are uh, like turn and run. I usually. feel bad. I feel bad because I still feel like there are people with. Absolutely. With, and, but how do, how do you know? Yeah. What I'm saying is that you can't, you can't know. So do you turn away everyone with, with bad credit and who, who who've been through something recently with their, their husband or something like that and, and domestic abuse and those types of things, you turn it yeah. away because, or, you know, so like you still have to be considerate, mm -hmm. but otherwise you can't tell how a person, you can never measure whether someone is going to be uh, reasonable, whether they're going to do what they say they're going to do or whether they're going to pay on time. You can just use these few screening tips of like credit you can judge their character really quickly for five minutes and you can check if they have a job, but that does yeah. not tell you what type of person they are and whether they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. So that's why, you know, having that understanding makes it significantly easier to choose people because I know what I can control and I know what I can't control. Yeah. And it makes choosing tenants a lot easier because you know what? You got to roll the dice two out of 10 or one out of 10 is going to be shit. And if you just move forward with that and have an understanding that that's just the way that it is, and that's a costing business, it makes it significantly easier mm -hmm. than, you know, being emotionally tied to it yeah, or affected by it. Yeah. So, uh, stay tuned tomorrow for uh, our next two tenants. <laughs> uh, I already see that we got one email come through um, for someone's first tenant. So that's good. I'm going to read that tomorrow. Nice. Um, if you guys got any of your own stories that you want to share or some lessons that you learned um, through that, um, then email them in to info at reimorningshow.com. Uh, we will, uh, one last thing. I just want to remind everyone, 
there will be no morning show next week. However, we have uh, a few podcasts planned. Um, so, you know, don't tune into Podbean for the next week. Uh, however, you know, you can tune into iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you listen to recorded episodes. Um, there will be some podcast episodes and interviews next week. Uh, we might be able to dive into that a little bit more tomorrow, but mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned for that. Otherwise, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.